Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, it is already Christmas Eve on the east coast of the United States. Of course, I'm still here on the west coast, um, so I have a few hours left to go, even though tomorrow I'm going to be traveling all throughout Christmas Eve, so that'll be interesting. So that means that tonight, hopefully, hopefully, you and yours will receive a visit from good old St. Nick, and he'll leave some nice little treats for you, because it is possible that if you have been behaving badly, you will instead have a horrible experience, because your home will be invaded by the Krampus. Now, if you are not quite sure what the Krampus is, I'll explain first by giving you a little bit of my personal background. About 15 years ago, I created a radio program called Speaking of Strange, which airs on Saturday nights for three hours out of Asheville, North Carolina, and streaming worldwide on the Internet. And uh, I am still the owner and executive producer of that show, but I no longer have time to host it. And so uh, my good friend Vance Pollack hosts the program now. So if you go listen to a podcast from Speaking of Strange that's been recorded over the past year or so, uh, you might hear a voice that sounds similar to mine that says, I'm Vance, and you might be confused. Some people have asked why I changed my name to Vance. But no, it's a different guy. That's Vance who's hosting the show now. But way back in the early days, uh, every Christmas I would talk about these weird figures that uh, you may not have heard about these characters around the world that are associated with Christmas. And we started talking years ago about the Krampus. And um, nobody knew what the Krampus was back then. I mean, it, it seemed like nobody knew. And uh, I've had a lot of people tell me that they, researchers and writers, they'd never even heard much about the Krampus until they, they heard it on Speaking of Strange. And gradually, over the past 15 years, the Krampus has become so famous that there was a horror movie that came out not too long ago based on the creature, and uh, the movie, of course, was called Krampus. And people are also throwing parties that are celebrating this monster called Krampusnacht. I attended one in Asheville. So now Krampus is becoming pretty mainstream, I think, here in, in our country. But what's interesting about Krampus is Krampus is a creature that actually seems to predict Christianity and therefore the Christian roots of Christmas. But here is the lowdown. Santa shows up, and yes, usually we think of Santa as he takes care of the naughty and nice list all himself. And maybe if you misbehave, he gives you nothing, or he might give you a lump of coal or something like that. To, uh, to mock you. Well, that is a, uh, a very mild approach toward bad kids. If you look at how this has been handled for perhaps thousands of years, again, pre-Christian, uh, in Europe, and we're, we're talking about um, areas around especially Austria, Bavaria, 
Croatia, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovakia, Slovenia, parts of northern Italy. They have believed that this creature, Krampus, he comes out in order to terrorize and punish bad children and their families. Now, Krampus is, generally speaking, a horned, half-goat, half-demonic creature that's about seven feet tall, with cloven hooves, covered with shaggy fur, um, big, sharp, pointed teeth, a, a lizard or snake-like tongue that hangs and shoots in and out, uh, piercing, terrifying eyes, just an old wrinkly face, big claws with black razor-like edges, and he is sort of hunched, and he, with unimaginable menace, sometimes appears wandering the streets of these towns in Europe just before Christmas time, and he will have a large handful of birch branches that he will use to beat the hell out of people with, and sometimes he's dragging chains, and they say that's because of all the attempts that have been made to, to bind him up, but he always is able to break loose. And the idea is that on Christmas night, if Santa doesn't pay you a visit because you've been bad, Krumpus will come in. He will seduce the mother of the family, and, and that creates all kinds of problems. And then he will beat the shit out of the kids. And in a worst-case scenario, he will literally abduct them. And he will drag them back to his lair, where he will torture and eat them. And so kids who live in areas where the Krampus is celebrated are truly terrified. And um, what brings this to an even more realistic level here is that um, every Halloween, or every, excuse me, every Christmas season, you have these big parades where you get tons of mainly young men who are you know at least drinking age and they go out and get tore up drunk and then they dress up in these horrible costumes and they just go through raiding towns and so the crumpus becomes very real uh in fact this tradition has been outlawed in certain towns because it has been uh, I mean, it literally crosses the line over into criminal activity uh, in some of these places. And if you look up Krampus, there are all kinds of different um, little breakdowns of like, well, here is the cultural reason that he has the birch branch, and here's the cultural reason why he has the the, the chains and this and that and the other. And it's really interesting to look at all of that. Uh, I don't want to get into it right now. They say that... Um, Ultimately, however, uh, that when the Krumpus is, is around, and they do have these events, I mentioned one called Krumpus Nacht, which is just sort of a, one of these big nights where everybody has a big crazy party and they celebrate and he shows up and uh, you get all these people raising hell. They say that one way traditionally 
if a Krampus shows up at your door, you should be able to get rid of him, is to offer him schnapps. And that is a strong distilled fruit brandy. And so, here we have this very fitting sort of dichotomy um, between the idea that you get rewarded by this very pleasant and jolly warm figure, or you pretty much literally get dragged to hell by this demonic one. And Krumpus is, uh, like I say, he's making such a comeback that there are more and more people every year who are starting to have these Krumpus knock parties. Maybe, maybe you've even been to one yourself recently. Uh, also, there is quite a tradition to make these really elaborate, detailed Christmas cards in Europe called Krumpus Carton, which uh, they, they've been around since the 1800s. And they have all of these sort of sometimes humorous poems and rhymes. And then, of course, you have these uh, incredibly detailed images of the Krumpus. And sometimes these have sexual overtones, and he's pictured they're pursuing buxom women. Um so they say in some areas they're trying to market the Krumpus a little better these days, and they're using him as uh, making him look like a little cuter, more Cupid-like creature. So it's going to be interesting to see how this sort of uh, tradition changes as time goes on. But I think what's most interesting about all this is what I mentioned in the beginning, that um, they say here that anthropologists are... They say it's exactly unclear precisely how all this came together. But they say because it has a pre-Christian origin, it does show that Christmas time is about more than just people thinking of the birth of Jesus. Uh, in fact, there is a lot of imagery associated with Christmas, like the Christmas tree, um, which would be considered pagan or whatever, again, dating back to a lot of those European, ancient European roots. Uh, and so it's interesting to think that Christmas is a time now where uh, lots of different cultures have sort of intermingled because they believe that one way or another there's something special going on here as we're about to uh, have fun and then move into what hopefully will be a much better new year. And we could all use a better new year this time, couldn't we? But I tell you what. Since this is Christmas Eve, I hope that you'll go outside at some point and you will take a moment to just look up at the sky. Because every year I do get reports from people who believe they've either seen something that looks very much like Santa Claus in his sleigh in the sky, or people who just go out and see some kind of UFO. So it's a nice little tradition to go outside on Christmas Eve and just maybe have a, a coffee or a hot chocolate and just take five minutes to stare up at the sky and just see if something odd appears. And I think if you have kids, they will enjoy that as well. I know my buddy uh, Dean Worsing, he was out one year doing this and uh, with night vision, and he captured some pretty weird lights flying around that we couldn't explain. So maybe you'll have an experience and uh, you can share it with me. And, of course, it's easy to do that. All you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com and scroll to the bottom to uh, email me. So, uh, once again, tomorrow uh, it's going to be a travel day for me, so I don't expect I'll be doing another podcast. 
maybe I'll leave one for you on Christmas. But uh, that said, look, it doesn't matter if you are a person of religion or faith or what type of perspective that you put on the meaning of life. Um, however you break all this down, I think that really what Christmas is all about is taking a moment to stop and think about the basic lessons of humanity, the golden rule that this is a better world and a better life for everybody if we each are just nice to each other, generous, and we don't have these unhealthy attachments to this temporary materialistic world so that you don't end up like Ebenezer Scrooge there at the end finding that you have perhaps gained the world in some ways and yet lost your soul, the most important thing. So however you want to interpret that, uh, I hope that you will uh, you'll celebrate the good things that you have in life, the gratitude for all the things that um, are good in your life. And um, that way you'll set the tone. You'll set the tone for next year being a much better year. So that said... I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and uh, I hope that this holiday season ends up being one that brings you great abundance and happiness. So thank you for listening to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You can subscribe through joshuapwarren.com or follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet when a new one is posted. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.